This is episode 62. Today, I'm going to get into it. Our title of this is, do you really understand how insurance works? If you were ever sued and when you're liable for something, especially as an esthetician. Neo White was the young gentleman that went viral last year with his very deep and very disturbing chemical peel that he had done in Atlanta by an esthetician. And he went viral on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram. I reached out to him personally to ask him how he was, if there's anything that I could do to help. Um, he had a very small window to help correct that level of damage, especially with the melanocyte activity that would be happening because he was injured that bad. He said he was working with a few people. He wasn't really sure. I gave him some suggestions of estheticians that I personally knew that were in the area that he could reach out to. I gave him the information. I checked in another couple days. He said that he was under a care of a dermatologist in LA. And that was kind of the last time that I heard from him. There was a big hubbub on social media uh, from the esthetician side saying, you know, uh, he didn't follow directions. He didn't go through the protocols and all of this. I did a couple TikTok responses um, on Instagram and on Facebook just about, you know, client compliance. They're not compliant. They're not going to listen. They're not going to do what you say to do. The thing about the outcome of this case, which he, Neo, was awarded over a million dollars and compensation and damages and all the way down the line, was that he was injured. There's a lot of estheticians that are saying, but he didn't follow directions. He went to the hospital. He peeled his skin. He did all of these things. And the way it works when you are liable for injuring someone is were you the reason they were injured? And in this situation, this esthetician was the reason why he was injured. He walked in unharmed. He left that business harmed. That's it. We don't need to go any further. That's, that's literally all. That's it. That's all that needs to be discussed. When it gets to the court level, they're going to go for verifications of everything. They verified the esthetician was not licensed at that time. The license had lapsed. Not really clear about the insurance as well. The product that was used, I'm pretty sure they reached out to the manufacturer to ask the manufacturer the protocols for that specific peel. Um, manufacturer's instructions. They're going to go through and ask what were the steps during this specific service that caused this injury. They're going to compare it to what the manufacturer um, instructions or protocols are. They're also going to ask, did that specific esthetician train on that product with this manufacturer? How was it acquired? How long had it been in the esthetician's possession? All of those things are going to be asked during this trial. But we as professionals, we as estheticians, have, we have to stop thinking like consumers. A consumer would say, oh, but they peeled their skin or, oh, they went to the doctor afterwards and didn't follow the protocol. That has no bearing on whether or not this person was injured. We all saw the injury. We saw the aftermath. We saw the day's progression as it got worse. 
We saw it. But what concerns me is now that the case has been completed, the verdict was in, the damages were awarded, the amount, regardless if it was a dollar or a million, the fact that we are arguing as an industry saying, oh, this should not have happened, that client should not have gotten a million dollars is what concerns me because it's very, very concerning when we in too true fashion do not know our scope of practice. We don't understand how insurance works. We don't understand when we're a personal liable for injuring someone. Because that's what the verdict was. They said that he was personally harmed. Now, in truth, he was. But we're still defending. Oh, but he did this and he did that. He would have never done that had that product not gotten onto his skin. How was the product gotten onto his skin? He walked into the establishment. That esthetician put it on the skin. That's it. Right or wrong or indifferent of what he did after. That's it. But here's the thing. We are seeing more and more injuries come on social media. And what it says to the public is that we're not educated enough. We don't take the time to do education to understand what's happening in the skin. We want a quick fix the same way our clients want a quick fix. And so we're willing to put our license, our livelihood, our income, our security in jeopardy for a quick dollar. Could have this could this have been avoided? Absolutely. Is this a severe response to this level of an injury? Um, I, I'm not gonna say yes or no. But what I will say is that. If someone in this situation was able to get a million dollars out of this situation, that will be now a precedent that the legal community will be using from this point on. They'll be using this as a way to justify the level of damage that estheticians, some, not all, have done or are going to do to the public. And whose fault is that? It's ours. We're not understanding how we can damage the skin. One of my podcasts talked about that. If you've not watched my old ones, can't remember which one, but I said, we're injuring them and we don't know how to fix it. Neo, in this situation with that law case, he asked for a refund. All he wanted was a refund. And I think it was $150. That's all he wanted. And the esthetician said no. Could this have been avoided if the esthetician gave him a refund? Probably. But would the right thing would have been to also fix it, right? We don't know how to fix it. We don't know how to correct. We're not in school or taking, even in school, we don't know how to correct. But postgraduate, we're not taking classes to understand the skin, to learn how to correct it. We're great at putting things on it to disrupt. We're great at throwing things on it that are going to change the pH for extended periods of time, but we don't understand how to fix skin that we damage. We're quick to say, 
Maybe you should go see a dermatologist or see this who or whoever, which is fine. That's definitely within our scope, especially if we don't know how to fix it. But the medical community is taking that and they're running with it. They're opening more med spas now than I have ever seen in my 20 year career because they see the gap. They see that we are not educating ourselves. And so they are getting educated or they're paying their staff to be educated to not only fix the corrections that we're causing, but to be better educated, understand, relay, and build relationships with the clients who are looking for that type of help because they didn't get it from us and they weren't seeking for it. We're seeing a lot of med spas opening up. A lot of the medical community has started to not only enroach on our industry, but they're doing the things that we should be doing. We should be educating ourselves regularly every year. It's one of the reasons why I'm very passionate about education. It's why I created the Esthetician Summit, really, um, is to give estheticians the opportunity to be surrounded by not only educators and brands, but brands that educate a lot and then grow an authentic relationship with those brands, ask those questions, get in-depth information, and take their time with the information. Mull it over, ask questions. So our Esthetician Summit coming up in 24, oh, I'm so excited because I have so many classes happening. We're over 30 classes that are gonna happen in 20 days. So you have an opportunity to take all kinds of classes. And I'm going from, you know, uh, CPAs that work with spas so we can start setting up our taxes, right? All the way to the wonderful Pamela Springer, who is going to talk about correcting skin of color and damage, what happens when you damage it and how to correct it from all the way from working with rosacea skin to, you know, any and everything. There's a lot of opportunity in our industry to be educated, but we're not focusing on that. And it's really why I am. I'm saying, hey, if you really want to not only build your relationships with your clients and educate yourself, but understand how that education reflects in your business, you got to get to places that offer these types of education. That's it. There's a lot of injuries that we see on social media from estheticians. And the reason we're seeing more of it is because of social media. Now, I'm not saying that we're having more than ever. I don't really think we are. I just think it's more public. Do I always think that we've had issues with estheticians? Absolutely. Has there always been injuries? Absolutely. The reason we're seeing it more is because it draws attention. So when you have someone that is disfigured or they are um, having a really bad reaction it's going to draw likes and comments and it's going to go viral. And that's the thing now, you know, when something goes wrong and it's from the hands of an esthetician, oh, it's going to go viral. It's going to go viral. What I would love to see is more estheticians fix the injuries they're inflicting on people. But they can't because they don't know that they're injuring them. I did a live on my Instagram for Say Brazil on hydration, hydration in summer skin, especially with hair removal, and then hydration in ingrowns. And, you know, when it comes to hair removal, a lot of estheticians want to get fancy. And it's really very simple. The skin's either hydrated or dehydrated. That's it. 
But I find it very fascinating when I see estheticians come on to my lives and they're just very, not confused, but they just, they, they're not knowing, but yet they're doing all these things to the skin under a hair removal service. You know, I stay on my bandwagon about these vajayshals. Vajayshals are some of the reasons why the client has ingrowns. Especially when you're doing things and you don't know why you're just copying, right? So we have a lot of activity that's happening in our industry as a result of non-education or lack of education. I am 100% on board with being able to put events together that bring people together to educate. I love educating on my socials. I love educating about my brand. I love educating about skin functionality, why, you know, skin does what it does, especially when you put these things on it. I love educating from that place. And I find that as we are evolving as an industry, there's a lot of states trying to take away the things that we can do. And it's not that they're randomly waking up one day and saying, oh, let's take away microdermabrasion or let's take away tents or let's take away this. No, there's been complaints. There's been injuries. There's been proof in the pudding. What I would love to see is us as an industry, the aesthetics industry as a whole, just do a 180 and do nothing but promote education. There's nothing wrong with product education. I do it, but there's nothing wrong with it. But we got to do more aesthetic education than we do product education. We got to get back to the basics. We got to go old school the way I was learned, the way I was taught. You know, I have beauty schools that come into my business and they learn about our brands. And I'm asking questions of the teachers and the students. And the responses are so product-based. And I'm like, that's... <laughs> If you can't understand the function of a skin with or without product, there's a problem. If you don't know what basic things do in the skin and what the response from the skin is, that's a problem. And it's a problem because you're speaking to me based on a product you use and not based on the skin itself. So if you can't talk about the function of the skin if you can't say, if I use this ingredient, this is what the skin is going to do. If you don't know that, but you know the name of the product, but you don't know the ingredients of the product, there's a problem, right? There's a problem. And we're seeing this more and more. There's a lot of med spas that are popping up. Some of them are hiring estheticians. Some of them aren't. Some of them are like, I don't know if I want to deal with estheticians because there's a lot that don't have the education. And the ones that have the education that have been in the game, like, like I have been, we're not trying to put ourselves into a med spa because we won't be compensated for the education that we have. So why would we waste our time in, you know, getting a job that's not going to pay us for the type of education we have not only gotten on our own, but our education and our level of understanding. If I'm going to go back to the med spa and I got 20 years in the game, you better be paying me maybe a dollar or two less than an RN at this point. I'm going to tell you about the chemical interactions, the function of ingredients, the function of skin, all of that. You know, I can get that from RN. Some RNs you might, but not a lot of them. 
you know, the ones that specialize in dermatology, of course. But not all of them specialize in dermatology. We got to be better about wanting to be educated. We have to put our put ourselves in places to be educated. You know, there's nothing wrong with trade shows. There's a lot of great education that comes out of it, but we're starting to see more and more. It's really product-based and not basic education. I'm a basic education type person. I can back it up with the product, but I want to start first. What are we doing in the skin? Why does this ingrown keep coming back? Like that's how I started my <laughs> my free um, class online about ingrowns. Like what is happening in that follicle that's causing that ingrown to stay there three, four months? Why does when it extracts, there's balls of hair in it? How many hair growth cycles have happened during those three months? And what has been present that hasn't gone away? It's obviously is bacteria. So that's the way I teach. That's how I like to educate people because I think we're not taught that way. We're taught, let's put a product on it. Mm. If you don't know what the function of that product is or what the product's going to do, what's the point of putting a product on it? No different than chemical peels. We think all chemical peels are the same. In fact, they are not. We also don't quite understand that you got to prep the skin for certain chemical peels. And just because it's a higher percentage does not mean it's more potent. If it's at a higher percentage, it just means that more of that solution is that. So a 20%, you know, lactic means in that bottle of four ounce, only 20% is lactic acid. The rest is filler. And then people are like, really? Yeah. Has to do with pH, nothing with the percentage. So if you're just throwing chemical peels on people, you're not prepping their skin, you're not preparing their skin, then, you know, that's like, just throwing a match from the side of the freeway and just hoping whether or not it's going to catch on fire. Like, and we're seeing it more and more. And I'm, I'm, I am 99% sure that this court case that I'm speaking about will now be the precedent for a lot of cases that are going to be coming to courts from estheticians damaging the public. And not only did this esthetician have to pay out of pocket, there's a lot of different things that the esthetician has to be responsible for. And unfortunately, in these types of situations, you know, there's a lot of legal things that they can do to make sure that that person gets their money. Is it scary? It's scary. But what can you do to combat this? One be open with understanding that education is a part of your entire career. If you're not willing to be educated and understand that your education does not stop when you graduate from beauty school, that it will continue and every year it will continue, then let's start there. The other thing is understanding your scope of practice. Do you know what you can or cannot do with your license? Many of y'all don't. Three, do you know what your insurance is willing to cover? If you don't, what is wrong with calling them to ask them, what exactly will this cover? What am I covered for? I would even say, you know, there is a lawsuit that was settled and this is what was, you know, <laughs> this was the outcome of it. If it was me in that situation, how much would insurance be paying on this verdict? 
do do I have the right coverage to be able to protect myself if a verdict ever came against me and this was what I had to do? Those are conversations you should be having with your insurance. I love ASCP. I always refer ASCP. I'll put those in my show notes as well. Um, I have a referral link. You can get a discount off. I love them. They are open, open communication. They're great at communicating what you get. They're great at being able to tell you exactly what you should and shouldn't do, depending on the situation. I know a lot of people who have gotten themselves in trouble. They've called up ASCP and they've gotten themselves all the way together. They've been protected. They've told them what to say in situations. You got to have somebody like that that's going to back you up. That's going to have your back. So these are things as an estheticians, we should be doing on our own. If you're a spa owner listening to this and you have estheticians, you should please make sure you are insured. You should make sure that your folks are insured. You should make sure that your estheticians who work for you also have the business additionally insured under their insurance. Like you got to be ready because it's not if it's when. We all at some point have damaged people. I have said this openly. I've damaged plenty. Thank God I've had insurance the entire time I've been an esthetician, 20 years. I've been with ASCP from the beginning. I've never had anybody else. So I'm very grateful for that. But if we think that we can just skate by with no insurance because we're never going to injure anyone or nothing's ever going to happen to our client or never, that's the worst thing you could ever do for your career is say what you, what's not going to happen. That's this, that's not it. No. You always want to be ready. It's not if, it's when. When it happens, you have these things in place. Not if it happens. No, when it happens. So we need to make sure we're encouraging education. We understand the things that we're using on clients, the public. We understand our scope of practice. We understand the limits of our, our liability for our insurance and what we should be insuring. If, if we have this insurance, maybe should we get a secondary insurance? There's nothing wrong with having more insurance, right? And then the things that you do when in the event you do cause an injury, what is it that you do? Do you know from your insurance provider what they want you to do? Be sure you have your client consultation forms. Make sure you have your client consent form signed and updated. It's part of being an esthetician, right? I really want to encourage you to take the time to look over that case if you have an opportunity. I want to try to find the original case. I'll try to put it in my show notes. If I don't, I'll put it to an article. I'll try not to make it a gossip article, but I'll put that in my show notes as well. Um, this could have been any one of us. We have to know what we are doing. We have to be aware. We got to be cautious. We got to ease into that aggression. And one thing I'm going to leave you before I, before I sign off is the darker the skin, the more sensitive, the more reactive the skin is. So if you're looking at a dark skinned person, the first thing you should say is, would I ever do this with someone that had rosacea? If that answer is no, then you're not going to do it on that dark skin client. The sensitivity level is the same or higher than someone that has rosacea. 
So if you say, oh, she has rosacea, I would never do that. You look at that dark skinned person, you say the same thing. Oh, she has dark skin. I can't, I'm not going to do that because she's sensitive. She's more reactive. I don't want her melanocyte activity to be activated. I don't want her to have that because I'm causing it. No. So I'm going to be very cautious. I'm going to be very gentle. I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to go aggressive first. I'm going to work my way up so that the skin becomes tolerable. It's tolerating what I'm doing. Okay. All right, guys, I'm signing off. I'll see you next time.